Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another special edition of the Globetrotten ADs. We're continuing on with our coronavirus updates and school closures and impacts on athletic programs. Uh, seems to be pretty straightforward that things are going to be changing, uh, but we thought we'd share some information we've learned on uh, talking with other folks from around the world and other international schools. Last time we got together, we talked about uh, some schools from the Middle East. Thanks, Scott. Hibbard in Dubai, and we also talked uh, with Sharon in Hong Kong. Uh, today, we're going to have some updates about what's going on in Africa, as well as our colleague from South America, Chris Mott, and we'll have some info about that, as well as what's going on in Europe, where Nick and I are located. So things are changing rapidly, and we'll learn about what's going on in those places. Well, thanks, Matt. And uh, you said it rapidly is is 100% right here in Austria, where um, last week we found out schools will be closed, high schools from Monday, and elementary and middle schools from Wednesday. Um, but since then, they've they've made tons of, of updates. Uh, restaurants are going to be closed as of Tuesday. All shops that aren't necessary will be closed from uh, Monday. And they're actually just announced not too long ago that they're going to start um, checking people on the street uh, and asking them why they're not at home. And uh, they gave three reasons for not being at home. One is for work that is absolutely necessary. Two is to help people that can't go out. And three is to buy food for yourself. So they're really, they're really trying to lock down here in Austria after a massive spike. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are copying what, what's going on in Italy as well. Yeah, yeah, that's about being out and about. Yeah, that's really where they're they're after, um, and closing all the borders down. Can't drive in or out, um, no matter how. Dri you know, driving train, flying, um, almost all of the borders around Austria are closed at the moment. Yeah, here in Hungary, uh, our school has been officially closed from Friday night. The government has closed all schools, which impacts us, of course at the American International School. So we're going to a distance learning model starting tomorrow, Monday, uh, March 16th. And so kids are being uh, told to stay, they have to stay home, which includes my two kids. So it's going to be interesting from a perspective as a parent and a teacher, how we work through this. Teachers are still allowed to go into the building though, as of now. So we're planning to go in tomorrow um, and do the work as much as we can from school. Uh, parents are allowed to come in and get school supplies or belongings from their kids, but no students are allowed in the building at all. Wow. I think I, I, we're the same. I mean, teachers are supposed to go in and at least for this week to, to make sure all the online learning is, is running smoothly. But with my kids being at home, they're both elementary, so I, I'll, I'll be at home with them. So it's, I was setting up a, a desk down, down in the basement um, to set up my monitor and everything to to work at home, yeah. And, uh, it's been an interesting few days getting getting ready for the online learning. Yeah, it's it's a complete three sixty of how we do things, and or I should say more like turned upside down. And but uh, I really have to give credit to the teachers and for everybody at our school. They've been super positive in terms of understand the situation and tackling it and and dealing with it as best we can it's it's pretty stressful i know there's been some a lot of concern a lot of questions but our admin's been pretty 
solid about providing information and the tech guys have been great. So I think we're going to meet this head on and do the best we can as a school. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty funny. You know, we were all talking about what, if we should cancel tournaments, if we should cancel the spring season and things like that for the last few weeks. But now all around us, the countries are just closing the school. So it almost makes all those conversations, you know, pointless. But obviously we are trying to hold on as long as we, as long as we could. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, today the email came through from our SCIS organization that everything's officially canceled the rest of the way out. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, from I didn't. No. Yeah, so um, SCIS is, is off, so more than likely that's going to have a knock-on effect for, I'm guessing, probably for ISST events. Right. And then I'm sure CISA, before too long, will just, just bag them as well. Yeah, I mean, even if we get to go back to school, you know, getting people in shape, and then even to travel to other countries to play, it almost yeah, seems it's, it's, it's not worth impossible. it. Yeah. yeah. So get your modified plans ready. <laughs> we can get back. That's what we're, we're doing. We'll have like a modified in-house program with our rigor programs as much as we can. Depends on when we go back. If we go back from the 20th after spring break, we'll still try to do our regular season as much as we can and maybe extend it a week into the end of May. Um, but it all depends on where we're allowed to go back. But right. I had my preseason uh, coaches meeting Thursday after school, and that's what the that's what the consensus was amongst all the coaches, and getting some feedback from them that they'd like to at least try to make some kind of season for whatever we can do. Sure. So we're gonna we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's that's right with us as well, and it's just uh, obviously disappointing for for you know not just seniors but for everybody. And personally, I I run a trip. We have tenth graders to Auschwitz. That was canceled. Our oh, CISA yeah. conference, which you know we te- we teach at and do a lot of work for, that was canceled. And I coach softball, so that's you know being canceled. So my yeah. three of my main highlights of the year are all all in the spring and are all taking a hit. But yeah, it's 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 a real uh, it's it's just a really weird feeling to have this grinding halt to this time of year where you're. Yeah, for us, we're we're on the road. We're getting ready to gearing up to travel ourselves to go to conference, go to tournaments, go to meetings, and and plan for spring break and beyond. So now it's all up in the air. So it's kind of like it's crazy. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah, absolutely. With all this, let's say time on our hands, um, and no classes to teach, or no online classes. Um, we, I guess there's a lot of time to check things off the off the to-do list that we never get to, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the things I was tasked to do from uh, my admin team, I don't know if it's just for documentation purposes or, or whatever, just to kind of prove what I'll be doing, I was asked to create kind of a list, though. I've got plenty of work I'll be able to do. Hopefully I'll be able to be on camp- campus as much as possible. Uh, but, you know, things things like, working on inventory of course and uniforms and equipment and checking through things we'll have that time now to do a lot of those things we haven't done in the past one of the things i'm hoping to do is investigate nfhs learn a little more and see if there's courses i could offer for kids or at least put them in contact with if they have time they want to learn more about their sport or leadership courses um trying to organize the calendar for next year right as much as we can 
because uh, we know that some of the events were, were due to host. And we know our school schedule, of course, for next year, maybe start filling in some dates, at least in a draft form would be good. Mm-hmm. Interesting time. Obviously, there's there's not much things that need to be done right now. You know, and it was great actually to read on, on Twitter yesterday, Ryan McFarlane, who's the AD in uh, Chennai, to ask ask this question, what are we what are we going to be up to? So, yeah, one of the main things for me that's I guess not the normal is is signage. So I design a lot of the signs around school, um, and there's been some projects uh, in my mind uh, for quite a while that I just haven't got to. So now I'll have some time to to plan those out and and maybe dress the school up so when we come back from from this or from summer break anyway, it's uh, makes a big impact. And, uh, yeah. Ryan's question got a, got a few other answers from, from Doug Kilgore of um, NIAAA veteran said uh, there's lots of webinars and online classes available on the NIAAA site to, to help uh, any ADs work on their certification. It's always a, How's the time? Yeah, <laughs> always a good thing to do. And Matt uh, McInnes was talking about his uh, athletic handbook and Websites. Yeah, that's one of the things on my list as well. I think what I'll do is actually I have a, this Google Doc. I'll I'll put it on Twitter, and uh, you know if anybody's out there wants to take a look at my my list and get it, if you need an idea or two, you can take a look at it. Right. It's got all the points on there. Yeah, and and I guess we'll have some time to do maybe do some extra episodes, right, Matt? Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure we'll be able to figure something out. <laughs> well, we definitely want to um, recap. Not not today, but on our next episode, recap the uh, International Women's Day question that you asked. So we got some great answers to that. We have a great discussion with Kirby Boychuk um, already to be put out. So we'll have some, some new content to get us through the, the downtime. Let's take a quick ad break. If your school is in the market for bespoke sportswear... Look no further than Kukri Sports. Kukri has evolved over the last 20 years from a bespoke sportswear manufacturer into a true sportswear partner, firmly believing in the value of sport at all levels. Bespoke teamwear forms a unique part of an individual's sporting story and represents a lasting link to their time in sport. Kukri are proud to play a part in that journey. Every individual can build their own legacy Kukri Sports creates a sportswear range that inspires as well as performs. Start your journey today. Email the team at contact at kukrisports.com. So our next guest is uh, Lee Klagnes. Lee is originally from Wisconsin. He's currently the Athletics and Activities Coordinator at the American International School of Mozambique. He's been there for about 12 years, and he'll give us an update about what's happening down in Africa. So welcome to Lee. Welcome. Thanks very much. Hi, Matt. Hi, Nick. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for joining us again. Do you want to just uh, let everyone know what's, what's happening in your neck of the woods right now? Well, I'm down here in uh, Mozambique, and at the moment... Uh, there are no confirmed cases of coronavirus in Mozambique. Um, so we are, unfortunately, our neighboring country, South Africa, does have confirmed coronavirus cases. And, of course, as a part of a, an international school population, our families are traveling in and out a lot. 
And so our school has a, a four-level matrix of, um, you know, preparedness for these situations. And we're at level one because it's a, an adjacent neighboring country uh, that has coronavirus, which means that we unfortunately are not doing any international travel, either in or out. Um, so we've had our programs impacted, uh, you know, obviously in, a, in a, a similar way that a lot of other leagues have. But because this is our, we are already in season three, which is our final season of the year. Um, and basically all of our major international tournaments happen by mid-April before the diploma program exams happen, we are already done for the year. So even, uh, you know, our, we still are carrying on with uh, local competitions and after-school activities as, as regular. Um, but as soon as we would have a confirmed case in the city of Maputo, which is where, which is our capital and where our school is located, then we would be forced to to shut down uh, our after-school activities and sports programs as well. So, from our international perspective, you know, AISM is part of the ICEA League, which is the International Schools of Southern and Eastern Africa. So, season three sports are wiped out. Next weekend was supposed to be our own international tennis and soccer invitational. And we had, you know, an ICEA school from Johannesburg coming, but we had other schools from Congo, Madagascar, and Iswatini that we're going to visit. And all of that had to be canceled. And we've turned that into a local tournament, which we hope by this next weekend we'll still be able to participate in that tournament. But again, if, if we had a, a confirmed case in Maputo, then we would move up to our level three uh, scenario, which is no more ASAs. Or sports for the school. Yeah, it sounds like um, you guys. Are I can also. Out. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say it sounds like you guys are where we were about a week or two ago with uh, going forward with our end of winter season plans. Uh, kind of everything up in the air. It went from international; those got wiped out. Then we went to local, still trying to salvage the season. Local tournaments, just with our schools in Budapest, and eventually those got canceled as well. So it's, it's, it sounds like the same kind of uh, script in a way what you guys are in now right for certain uh, and uh, right and i can just say some of our some of the icea league schools uh well one has already closed uh the international community school of addis ababa mm -hmm. in ethiopia they closed on friday for a five week they've done it they've decided to do a five week uh closure uh and that they had made that decision actually before there was a confirmed case in Ethiopia, although there are now confirmed cases there. Um, so they've, they've closed. So, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely um, looking at uh, distance learning immediately. Um, and then our school, our admin team is right now, we're, we've been in retreat the last couple of days getting all of our um, distance learning uh, platform up and running um, and so that's it's an interesting task that I'm doing right now developing how are we going to still run after school activities and sports in a in a, a distance learning environment so that's a, a really interesting piece of work that I'm doing right now uh, in in collaboration with the rest of the administration here well it's good that you've 
you're you know thinking ahead even though you're not closed obviously it it could be coming as it is to many places around you um, so that's good that you're you're preparing are there any other schools closing in your conference or or close to it so as as far as i know nobody else is is ready to close at the moment but uh, to be honest i think my my feeling is that a lot of us are going to choose to close um, voluntarily ahead of time right. before the before the coronavirus hits our our um, our communities. Uh, partly, it's because um, we are probably in our cities some of the most uh, active travelers um, because of our populations, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's hard for everybody to be accounted for. It's also we're in a. I mean, we can see where, you know, uh, highly developed countries are struggling with their medical infrastructure, and we can only imagine what the consequences might be of a widespread outbreak in our own countries here, where our medical infrastructure is probably not, I mean, it certainly is not the same as the United States or Italy or China. So um, it would be, in, in some cases, kind of irresponsible. Um, to stay open until we have an outbreak, um, because once that hits, it will be hard for our our populations to um, to be given proper care. Right. Um, considering just you know, for example, there's so much malaria. If if everybody is overwhelmed with coronavirus, how will people get regular care? Um, so that will be a big challenge for us. Right. That's great social consciousness. You know is thinking ahead and not just waiting till to the last minute. Yeah. And it, I mean, your conference, you mentioned uh, Ethiopia and Congo and all the way down to South Africa. That's a, a pretty widespread conference. Um, is it, was it easy to make the decision to cancel all the spring seasons be, because of that? Um, I don't think that it was, I mean, of course it's not an, uh, it's not an easy decision, but it, I mean, we, we are, we seem to be, um, the, the continent that has the fewest confirmed cases at the moment. Right. Um, and that, that may be because we don't have the capabilities to report, uh, and, and to test and report. Uh, but it also, it also might be that we are just kind of the, the least traveled to part of the world. So, um, I think we, we are wise to see what has happened in many of the other regions of the world already and say, let's, let's be part of the solution rather than be another place where we can be spreading the virus. I, I personally, I'm not a doctor, a medical professional, obviously, but I, I, I just think that it's probably wise for people to be, uh, you know, limiting their travel and quarantining themselves and keeping social distance as much as possible. Right. Yeah, it's a great, great message. I mean, it is. It's obviously a, it's it's obviously disappointing to all of our kids and our teachers and our coaches, and you know, because we're losing things like our STEM competition, but also our soccer competition, and you know, tennis and golf, and and that's you know, of course, it's super disappointing for anybody who's a twelfth grader and they're not going to get that experience at the end of of their you know high school career, but you know, it's it, it just sometimes we just have to be, <laughs> we have to do risk management and sure. it's clearly not worth the risk. Yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. 
I got a question for you guys. Okay. We, we had this converse, We had this question come up. Um, so, just as the example, um, one of our schools. Well, we're all wondering what are other leagues going to do in terms of their international hosting rotation next year. So, for example, the American International School of Johannesburg hasn't hosted our our the ICS soccer tournament in like twelve years or something. So, how are how, are we going to let them host again next year, or are other schools, are other leagues deciding to uh, just skip that year's rotation? What What are your own leagues doing? Have you even talked about that yet? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, just talking about it yesterday, because for ISST, for example, the host table for next year is already set but because of this we'll have to talk you know at the next meeting to see if we're gonna keep some hosts or do it case by case and and i made the point of we were supposed to host softball this coming spring and if we don't host it um i have all the balls and everything bought already you know all all extra balls i wouldn't need for the season specifically for the tournament so i definitely want to host softball again next year because we're right. we're prepared, but I think it's case by case. Yeah. You know? Well, I think in CISA, for example, we already have most of the host sites sorted. It kind of was done in between the last meeting in the fall, uh, right? In September, and then it was going to be confirmed at our meeting. Well, what was supposed to be next week in Helsinki, but that's been canceled. So I think we're still going to try to meet virtually this week uh, online, do an online meeting through Zoom with all the all the ads and we'll see how it goes and uh, i think we'll probably just confirm what we already had planned on and just go forward with that with a couple adjustments here and there i suppose yeah we, i mean certainly we, you have just what you were talking about there is is you've got the, the double purchasing problem right somebody will have purchased for this year and somebody's already purchased for next year's tournaments so you're probably set for a couple of years you just push rotations back. I mean, it's also a big opportunity for any school to host uh, an event because it can really be helpful for building momentum in that particular program. So losing that, that, that hosting rotation can also really set your community back if that was your, you know, you were really planning on that being a big momentum builder. Right. So you guys have set rotations then with your tournaments, right? Is that how it goes? Like every year somebody right. turn to do We do our... Event? Yeah, and we so we have two meetings per year. We have after season one meet, uh, tournaments in October. All of the school heads and all of the activity directors uh, meet together, and we we set our calendar for the to, and confirm everything for the following uh, academic year. So yeah, we set we set the twenty 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 one schedule in October of twenty nineteen. Right. Yeah. And I think that's pretty common practice. So sure. it, it, it's just a, I guess it'll be case by case, but I was just curious if any leagues had already said, no, this is our policy. If you had force majeure and you were forced to, to skip a, a tournament, you know, you just skip it or whether you go back to last year's host so they get a chance. Yeah. But then then that school, if they, if they go back and host something, they may end up hosting two major events that year and it wouldn't be budgetarily possible or you know, hosting wise, it's not possible. So a lot of, a lot of um, challenges with that one as well going yeah. forward. Well, I know in CISA we've had in the past, we have experience with adjustments and changes, even within the school year. For example, one year we had a, uh, our meeting in, in the spring at this time of year, 2016, we were in Istanbul 
and uh, there was actually a bombing there during the the meetings, not at the meeting, but in within Istanbul. <laughs> and uh, so we had to make adjustments on the fly for tournaments that were due happening in Istanbul that spring. So we were able to make those adjustments. But other things have happened for various reasons for closure. So I'm sure within the group we'll be able to make some those adjustments accordingly. Yes. Everybody's under the understanding will have to be. And you, you guys already also brought up the topic of your end of season league meetings. Are you all going to do those virtually? Uh, at the moment, yeah, that's the plan for the two leagues we're in, possibly the, the for for CISA and, and also for our skiss meeting was supposed to be in Zurich in May, and we've already agreed that we're all going to do that one online. No need to travel. And we have a, a smaller. Um just all around Austria and Hungary, a conference. And that was, uh, we can push that easily because people are coming just for the day. No one's flying anywhere. So right now we said, we'll try to meet at the end of May if possible in person. And if we can't do it, then, then we'll, then we'll do it online. Yeah. Hope for the best for, I don't know, warmer weather and things going back to a bit of normal. Yeah, well, it's a, that's a that's an interesting comment there about the warmer weather. I don't I don't know whether that will help to stop the spread in the northern hemisphere. Well, but you know that might be an explanation for why the southern hemisphere doesn't have as uh, bad an outbreak because we're still in our our hot months. Right. So um, that that would be very um, concerning news if the temperature actually makes a difference because it will start to get cooler here. And if that means that it will start to spread in the cold weather, and uh, uh, then I will be looking forward to uh, holiday in North America. Yeah, <laughs> but not watching baseball. I know you're a baseball fan. Yeah. Oh, that's crushing me. That's just. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just. That's what hit it home for me this past week to to see you know ten giant red headlines on ESPN. You know, right. hockey suspended. NBA suspended. Major League Baseball, we're not going to open. Tournaments everywhere, all over the world, big things, you know. Champions yeah. League, etc., all canceled or, or postponed. And it's just like, wow, if these guys aren't doing it, then probably we shouldn't be doing it either. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, Lee. Well, listen, thanks for updating us about uh, how it's going in Africa. Um, Absolutely. Not just about this, but how your leagues leagues run a little bit and uh, the seasons. Um, so people that aren't aren't sure what's going on down there, um, that was great. Yeah, and hopefully we can reconvene in a, a few months and we'll have some better news and another update about some positive changes coming forward for your schools. Yeah, for sure. Yep, everybody, you know, best of health to all of you and hopefully your communities are going to come out of this uh, unscathed and, and uh, we'll all have learn something from this and we'll all be better for it, better prepared for, for whatever in the future. So, Absolutely. yeah. And I hope to see you guys, uh, you know, sometime soon on the circuit. Yeah. Absolutely. Same. Yeah. Let's, let's keep our fingers crossed for Tampa. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. All right. Take care guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Take care. Coach Evaluator is the premier coach evaluation software for schools and athletic organizations and preferred coach evaluation solution of the NIAAA and the Positive Coaching Alliance. The system is completely customizable with an always growing evaluation template library for athletic directors to reference. 
Coach Evaluator offers a built-in workflow tracking each coach evaluation from start to finish, including document uploads and email notifications. There are not only evaluations for ADs to use, but also self-evaluations and parent-player evaluations of coaches. There is built-in detailed historical reporting allowing the athletic director to analyze their coach's performance over time. Learn more about digitizing and simplifying your coach evaluation process by visiting www.coachevaluator.com. Mention Globetrotten ADs to receive a $200 discount on the yearly rate. Okay, everybody, welcome back. And uh, we have a special guest with us. We're, again, bringing you our global updates for international school athletic directors from everywhere. And our guest right now will be Chris Mott. Chris is a repeat, our first repeat guest. He uh, holds the distinction as the first Australian on the program (laughs) and the first person to come back and rejoin us. And we want to get an update from Chris about how uh, the coronavirus crisis is impacting schools in South America. So welcome back, Chris. Hey, morning, Matt. uh, And morning, Nick. Morning. So, yeah, we, we... Yeah, we're, it's it's all full force over here. It was interesting on um, last Wednesday, which uh, you know it wasn't too far away actually. But last Wednesday, there was an announcement made on the Peruvian news that uh, at ten o'clock in the morning, that all Peruvian schools would be closing, and by twelve thirty, uh, all the kids were out of the school and sent home with parents. Wow, and the, then the same day. The same day. We have an early release day on the Wednesday. It's at 12.30, okay. but we but we also canceled all activities. We normally run programs until about 6 o'clock. Okay. And uh, they were all canceled, and then all kids were ushered out. Um, parents picked them up. It's actually pretty, pretty smooth. It was, uh, it was great. And then we've been told that we're out of school until March 30. So that's okay. all we know at the moment. Uh, and it, I, I could be incorrect, but I'm pretty confident that uh, – Peru was the first school within South America, well, the first country within mm-hmm. South America to close schools. And you guys have a distance learning model ready to go for academics? Absolutely. The teachers spent all Thursday and, and Friday uh, getting trained in Seesaw and Zoom and getting ready to, to start those programs off tomorrow, which I'm sure like a lot of schools is... Um, it's a, it's a huge learning process for, you know, administrators, teachers, oh, everybody that's right. involved. Right. What about your, your conference? So Peru's and your the schools are closed in Peru, of course, but what about the rest of your conference? Have you, are they going to continue? As yeah. Normal, well, or? well, that's, I mean, just yesterday we were, I was talking to everybody just to try and understand where they were all at. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to, I've got, I've got the schools here. So I'm just going to read through it here. Yeah. But um, the Lincoln school in Argentina they currently just have, they don't have uh, school on Monday and Tuesday, and then after that they'll they'll work out what they're where they're going to from there. Um, Argentina, I think, was also the first country to, if you're coming in and out of the United States, it's a 14-day quarantine out of Argentina. Uh, Uruguay American School, um, they didn't have, still didn't have any cases. I think Friday was the first time that Uruguay had a case, which was interesting. But they're now distance. They're now moving to distance learning until April the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American School of Quito are moving to distance learning, um, and I believe that their borders were closed or flights were closed on Friday as well. Uh, uh, 
the graded school in Sao Paulo, they're moving to distance learning until April 1st. Uh, the International School of Curitiba, they're still following their matrix. They're just moving to matrix level three. Mm. And Nido, the uh, Nido de Aguilas, the school in um, Santiago, is moving to matrix or currently matrix level two. So of the seven schools, we've got five that are moving to distance learning and, um, and two that are, that are still in session. And where were you in the athletic uh, calendar? I know it's a bit different than where, where we are. Uh, we were we've cancelled everything. So everything within the South American Activities Conference has been cancelled for the remainder of the year. Um, okay. So that that's a, that's I mean that's very unfortunate. So you know we're moving through that process. I'm sure, like many of how to work out flights and etc. And Matt and I talked uh, earlier and about what we're going to be up to now that we're at home and and don't have classes to teach. What's what's on your list for for working at well, home? Well, I'm I'm still at school. Administrators are still heading into school all this okay. coming week. Okay. Um, I implemented this. Uh, I mean, we're the condors, the Roosevelt condors. So I've implemented this uh, condor postal service. I call it the CPS. <laughs> so I've sent out a uh, a Google form to the community, and parents can fill it out, and then they can tell me what they need from either their locker or their classrooms to ensure that their distance learning is is continued. So they fill it out and they tell me I need my instrument for music room and then I need you to get my MacBook out of my locker and then I go and collect it. They come to the main gate and I have staff there and they just wow. drive through. We give them the stuff and then they head out. Wow. Mm. That's a great service, for especially because it happens so suddenly, the closure, right? Yeah, yeah right. Right, so there's you know all the kids. I mean, high school kids are pretty good. You know, they grab their stuff and go. Middle school kids, you know, sometimes maybe didn't realize what was going on. Right, you're gonna find and, some treasures. Yeah, like, <laughs> or some things you don't want to see. <laughs> well, it's been an interesting process. I, I I just sent it out, and on Monday we start that same thing for the elementary and the early childhood. So wow. I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of requests for water bottles and different things from them. And any um any end date? Is this closure for for the Peruvian schools? Have they said until when you're closed? Well, at the moment, it's it's March 30. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you follow the the Asian or the European model, it's been like six to eight weeks, right? Right. Right. It's just just getting started. Yeah. Yeah, just getting started here. We're out till May, April 20th at least out of school. Right, so, so I assume uh, you know March. 28 or 29 there'll be some form of an update from the from the Peruvian government yeah well when we had the the first coronavirus uh, episode we said hopefully we'll have a um, if we need to do a second one it'll be it'll be good news hopefully and say how we're all back to normal but now as we're done this second uh, update and it's even worse than before I I just assume we'll be back with a coronavirus three um, in a few months to update us all again if we're if we're yeah. back in school or not yeah it'll be interesting i i'm it's you know it's fascinating to see what's what's happening around the world and and how people are you know adapting and changing and i, I assume and i hope that you know online learning or distance learning will become an in, you know integral part of what people do in their regular school weeks even when we're back in session right how's um even for you matt and 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 chris of, of course but What's the the information flow like in your countries? 
do you get the from the government clear concise information is it sporadic how how's it work for all the foreigners you know how are they getting the info we're private i'm you know pretty much through our channels through the school director he's he's been really good about giving us updates via email uh for all the staff so we're just kind of going by what he's reporting there's there's english language websites for news in hungary you can go to as well but right. I know, i'm trying to stay away from <laughs> those kind of things be honest with you because it's it's so much inundation of information and news right now it's all about how the crisis is just growing so it's kind of crazy right. Need a little break from it we have a we have a, a crisis management team which um, I'm a part of, and we we meet, you know, once a day and just try to understand the information that's flowing through the community. And like Matt's saying, there's so much information out there, it's hard to understand yeah. what's what. But, um, yeah, we're, we're communicating with the community as much as we possibly can and trying to understand what, what's going on. And a little bit of it is you just you can't uh, manage it, right? You just have to go with it and just see what happens. Right. Right. I think we were we were doing a good job of of translating for our community everything that was said in the you know official press releases and and statements. Uh, but just yesterday, the Austrian government put out all of the info and about the closures and and things uh, in eleven different languages. So I thought that was a really really cool wow. thing to make sure everyone gets the official message, you know, and not the the rumors here or the rumors there. Pretty. Oh, cool. that's helpful. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, thanks for the. South American update, and uh, no, no problem. Maybe you'll be the first one to come back for a third time and and update us again. Yeah, yeah. Go forward from all this, you know. Afterwards, well, that'll be something we'll have to definitely come back to. Yeah, and we we mentioned and and with Lee and and ourselves how it's been a, a very good start. I think everyone's very positive. Obviously, we don't want to be in this situation, but everyone's uh dealing with it with a smile on their face and a bit of uh, enthusiasm to uh, start this new form of learning, um, hopefully for not too long. So I think that's a good good message maybe to end the episode with. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back next week with uh, more of a standard episode. Um, as we mentioned, to recap the International Women's Day uh, episode and to have Kirby Boychuk on. We look forward to having you back. Thanks, Thanks Chris. No worries. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Okay. Ciao. All right. So thanks again to Chris and Lee for those updates. And uh, we'll see you soon back on our podcast. Until then, stay safe, stay well, and stay calm. Wash your hands. Wash those hands. Mm -hmm.